I really believe that your kids are an opportunity for your purpose to shine, but there's a difference between your kids being your purpose and simply being a conduit and an opportunity for it to exist in another iteration. And so that's where it comes really back to that permission piece, because if you haven't given yourself permission to explore it, it feels really selfish. It's really hard for a lot of people to go, what, what do you mean my kids aren't my purpose? Right? So we're talking about something that is totally unique to you on top of all these other outlets and conduits that you've got going in your life. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. What are some of the most important things that you need to ensure that you're healthy or to make sure that you're prioritizing your health? What if one of those key pieces was finding your purpose? Are you surprised to hear that finding your purpose could play such a big role in your healing journey? If so, I'm excited to give you some more clarity and invite you to dig a little deeper into your purpose for health's sake. Now, I invited my dear friend, Dr. Megan Walker, to talk about the connection between finding your purpose and living your healthiest life. Now, before we get into this inspiring conversation, I have a couple things I want to share with you that I just can't wait to share with you. First, I want to take a moment and thank you from the bottom of my heart. This podcast is gaining a ton of momentum, and we're about to hit 1 million downloads this month. How incredible is that? And it's all thanks to you. See, I see you sharing the Essentially You podcast episodes on Instagram and Facebook. And I wake up every day to an email from you sharing your insights and aha moments about a recent episode, like the one I just did on the top 10 supplements for hormone balance. Did you love that supplement cheat sheet that I created for you? If you didn't get a chance to listen in, go back and check out episode 138. Now, let's celebrate your wins. One particular listener shared an epic win, and I'm excited to shout her out today that she shared on iTunes last month. Now, she didn't give a name because it was iTunes, but I still want to share it because so many of us are in this particular predicament. Here is what she wrote. Amazing and insightful. My teenage daughter has been suffering with extreme menstrual pain and mood swings. She went to her college clinic and they prescribed hormonal birth control. She hasn't started taking it and has been hesitant to take pills of any kind, but wants a solution for her pain and skin changes. This podcast has been so eye-opening for me, and I'm sharing it all with her. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. I know it can be very difficult to navigate the healthcare system and figure out what is right for you and your family. And I'm so glad that your daughter is cued in to what is right for her body and what may not actually serve. And I hope that this this episode or many episodes to come really continue to bring insight and helping in her journey. Now, if you're listening, I would love to gift you and your daughter a signed copy of my book. Feel free to reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook. Instagram is where I love to hang out. And my handle there is at Dr. Marisa. That's D-R-M-A-R-I-Z-A. Now, if you're listening, number one, welcome to the show. This podcast is all about empowerment. And if any of these episodes, any protocols, any recommendations that are shared here have helped you in any way, I would love to shout you out. 
So you can reach out to me via Instagram, Facebook, or simply review this podcast on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you are loving to plug into. That way I can continue to support more women, women who are looking for these solutions, women who are looking for answers to help them step into their power and become the CEO of their health. I believe when women are equipped with knowledge, they are unstoppable. I am determined to create more unstoppable women, especially when it comes to their healthcare. Now, the second update I want to share with you is an update on the Essential Oil Hormone Summit that I hosted a couple weeks back. We have officially wrapped everything up last weekend, and I am feeling on top of the world with the impact that we've created. Now, I hope you were able to attend and glean some amazing aha moments from the many remarkable and real speakers. I love it when women share their truth and authenticity about their own journey and how they can help support you in your journey. I want to first start out by saying that the EO Hormone Summit exceeded my expectations in so many ways. Hundreds of testimonials came in. I mean, we're talking about hundreds and hundreds from women who finally feel like they have real answers and real solutions to the issues that they've been dealing with for so long. I am humbled to have served so many women and for our ability to empower girls around the world with our donation power. Because here's the deal, the EO Hormone Summit wasn't just an opportunity to educate women, it was an epic fundraiser. Now, if you didn't get a chance to listen in on the summit and you still wanna take a look at the library, even own the library, plus all of the epic bonuses that I created for you, I will have a link in the show notes for you to go and check it out. And let me tell you, you will not regret owning this literally game-changing information. Now, during this year's summit, we served almost 50,000 women woohoo, and raised $75,000 for Days for Girls, Just Like My Child, and other foundations that empower women's health on a global scale. Now, after raising $150,000 last year and hearing how the money went to help support girls in Nepal and Africa to help them stay in school by providing them reusable menstrual pads, I knew you have you have that moment where you're just you're just resolute about what you know you need to do next. Well, that was where I stood in January of this year. I knew in my gut that I had to put this event on again, not only for you, but for the women who need our help in countries that just don't have the same access to reproductive health care and menstrual hygiene as we do. Being a part of the solution to end global period poverty is just so in alignment with my purpose. And the reason I wanted to share this with you today is quite simple. Having a purpose is a great reason to focus on your health so that you can operate at your greatest capacity and reach your dreams. There were so many lessons I learned from this summit and the year before summit as well, but the biggest takeaway was to always dream bigger. I hope by sharing this story with you today, you take a moment and dream bigger for whatever you want in your life too. Now let's dive into this real conversation about leading with purpose, but first I want to sing Dr. Megan's praises. Dr. Megan Walker is a naturopathic doctor and she focuses on the health optimization of entrepreneurs and game changers. As an entrepreneur herself, Megan started and sold her first business while at university and is the co-founder and past CEO of the digital health media startup Bright Almond. Megan is an award-winning speaker, having spoken on an international stage many times in multiple media outlets about women's performance medicine, brain health, and entrepreneurship. She is the host and producer of the annual Entrepreneurs 
conference and she most importantly has three beautiful girls that she loves to raise and take care of. And you can learn more about Megan at meganwalker.com. Let's bring her on. Welcome to the Essentially You podcast, Dr. Megan Walker. How are you doing today, honey? I am great. How are you? I am doing wonderful. I'm so happy to have you on. We have been coordinating our schedules for what, I think a year? Yeah, it's been a little bit, uh, it's a little bit out of control. And we are going to be talking about, you know, this is a major area for you. Not only are you a practitioner, but you also help other practitioners really step into their power and people as well. But we're talking about finding purpose and the anthropology time system. Can you speak to that? What is that? And what inspired you to do this work? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been a, I've been a practicing clinician and a naturopathic doctor for 12 years now. And I was really starting to see a theme with respect to my, my patients. And that was those who really had a sense of purpose in their life, something they really galvanized around something that fueled them. They came back less frequently. They got better faster. They required less direction from me. I was like, what was, what was going on here? And so we started to record and really understand right in the get-go in working with our patients who's got this sense of purpose and who doesn't and what difference does that make in, in their life? And when we really started to look at the data, we're like, whoa, this is compelling. It's not just all the, they're kind of better and it's, it's this loosey-goosey correlation. We're actually seeing really discernible differences with really specific conditions. And so then I started to look at the literature and I was like, what have other people written about this? There's actually a huge body of literature looking at reduction of cardiovascular disease and increased recuperation in terms of uh, neurological disorders. And it was so fascinating to me and so I really started to shift a huge amount of the dialogue in our practice and our methodology around looking at purpose. And simultaneous to that, I worked, I worked with entrepreneurs. So I was already working with an audience who were fairly self-directed and had a sense of what they wanted to contribute. And then what we found was when we started to pair these two things, people's health really took off. And we really started to pair this concept and this the mindset piece around purpose with a really specific healthcare plan, these people were sort of untouchable in terms of what they were able to do with their health. But we found one thing was getting in the way of that. And that was sort of step one of finding people's purpose was they had to create time to do it. So when you're you know busy, I've got three kids, you're busy raising kids and you're running over here and you got soccer practice and all this stuff. It, your life purpose is never like plan A priority. And so we developed a whole time system for our entrepreneurs and our patients, which sort of enables them to, to re-block and reallocate their time so that they are, they're constantly executing on things that are in alignment with their highest potential. Mm, I love that. In creating that purpose and finding that time, how have you been able to convey the importance and how that it's become so critical to our health? I think that that would be the through line is when people understood the importance of this piece that they would end up making time for it. It was a conversation that I think created an aha moment for a lot of individuals. And when we really gave them an opportunity to reflect, one of two things happened. Either they're like, whoa, no one's ever asked me this before. And they intuitively sensed that it was an important question. Or they absolutely had clarity on their purpose. And they were so excited at the opportunity to share it. They realized that that excitement and sharing it was paired with this excitement of addressing their health. And a lot of people also realized that the, the disparity between the two was I'm not healthy enough to act on my purpose and nothing fuels me like being in that 
in that zone. And so we really quickly realized that we were able to galvanize people's interest in their health in a really rapid way when we could pair getting better or we could pair optimizing your health with their capacity to contribute something incredible in the world. And so it was, well, as soon as we started to make that pair, it was no longer, oh, I got to lose weight so I can fit into my size six pants, which is sort of motivating for an hour. And then it's really hard to stay with it. And it was hard to just be like, well, I have to get better because everyone wants me to get better. Or I have to, if, if we had to pick between eating well and meditating and going out for a run and going to the gym or taking a drug to mask the symptoms for a lot of people for a long time, masking the symptoms was the way to go. But when we connected the idea of purpose to getting better, because you had this unbelievable and, and limitless source of, of energy and capacity for contribution, people kind of perked up. They're like, oh, now you've got my attention. Because the Tylenol never gave them unlimited energy. The Tylenol just kept them out of pain. But we were talking about a whole new program and people were really interested in that. Mm, I love that. I love that. I'm just curious. I have a question that's a little bit on the other side of things that I think I was just curious to wonder if you've come across this. So let's say, I think you and I are both driven by purpose. I would say pretty strongly. Have you found, I don't know if this has been the case for just me, (laughs) but have you found that purpose can actually, if you are so driven by your purpose, that sometimes maybe your health is compromised a little bit? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And that's where I think a lot of people end up hitting that, that wall. And it's a huge part of why we created the time system. So the anthropology, like the term anthropology, we really focus on entrepreneurs and how do we get back to the creators in our society that for a lot of reasons, that's just the population we've worked with clinically. And what we find is, is that the, the need to create the time and space to address purpose is predicated on someone's health on both sides. Like it'll always come back, right? Because they're like, oh, I want to go do this, but I'm just so tired. I've hit a wall. I'm adrenally fatigued or all the things we typically see in our office. So I think that's the difference between purpose and passion. People are like, I'm so passionate and they just go and then they fizzle out. But purpose is like, it is a marathon. You've got to engage it in the long term. And a huge part of our work with entrepreneurs, we're like, for you to be effective as an entrepreneur, at first it's like, crazy hustle. And you and I have both been there where it's just like, you don't turn off, but that isn't how you build and scale. That isn't how you create a huge, a huge thing. For you to have a huge thing, you have to take, you have to take time and you have to have negative space and you have to have blank space where you can contemplate and recoup and recover. And so just like the recovery is when you gain strength, when you are training for something, I believe it's the same thing for entrepreneurs. You gain perspective and innovation and creativity when you are able to step back. And so when we position it that way, especially for people who are just so anchored to what they do, they're like, oh, okay, I'll try this out, right? They'll always, all right, I'll I'll give this a go. And then they give it a go and they're like, wow, like I've never had such a creative quarter or I got back to why I got into this in the first place. So Again, like if we can just get people to trust us, I think we can, we can pull them back. But um, it's, it's a huge part of the, the purpose marathon. Mm, I love that. It totally makes sense. Yeah, the sprinting and then the space and then the sprinting and then the space. And you're right, that in order to really cultivate a really big purpose, you've got to be able to give yourself that space to, to heal up or to, to reset, whatever that looks like. And where I just wanted to just because I was thinking about that, it was kind of like this little thing in my head, but I want to go back and I want to talk about, you know, there are so many people who feel like they don't know how to find their purpose. They don't know, you know, what their, what their purpose is on life. Can you talk about how do we go about 
finding our purpose. I know that some people are like, well, that's just great that you guys have your purpose. Good for you. you know? yeah, Good yeah, for yeah. you. Whatever. Like, how do I, I don't even, I don't even know where I'm at with this. Yeah. Yeah. Part of it, it starts with, and not, not to be like, so 30,000 feet, but you have to give yourself permission to pursue it. And so it's like, it's back to the space thing. If you are in reaction mode all the time, cause you're like running around with the kids and doing your thing. And all these people have thrown these expectations on you. And you're just like, I just have to fulfill all of that all the time, no matter what you don't have room to find it. So it's, it's really starts by just actually creating some space and then you have to be honest with yourself. And so I usually start when I'm working with people around this idea, or if I'm speaking to a group, I, I start by actually giving everyone permission to even explore it. And it's amazing how many, and it's often I'm in a room with women. It's amazing how many of them, like there's just instant tears because no one's ever given them permission to explore that. There's all these other expectations thrown on us, but that feels so frivolous. So one, you, you genuinely and sincerely need to give yourself permission to explore it. And two, you then need to create the time and space to be able to do it. It's not like Monday's my purpose day. I'm going to find my purpose on Monday because Tuesday I've got the stuff after school. So you, you really are going to need to create consistent space. And then you have to tap into a feeling. I really strongly believe that the sensation of purpose like sits in your solar plexus and you will literally feel it when it arrives. And it really is this confluence of the things that you are naturally skilled at. And it's like a Venn diagram with the things that you're naturally skilled at, the things that absolutely fuel you and uplift you, that dopamine feeling when you are excited about a vacation you're going to go on. When you're connected to your purpose, you get that same like feeling that you get at that anticipatory feeling, you get that same thing. So that dopamine rising, it's a confluence of what you're good at, that sensation. And then where there's actually a need. So the thing that differentiates the hobby you're super passionate about and like a real sincere purpose and capacity for contribution is it, it then actually fills a need in the world. And that's why there's so many entrepreneurs who just feel so uh, have the opportunity to feel so enlightened by what they do because they too, for them to survive it as an entrepreneur, it has to actually serve a purpose. So those three things are things that have to start to exist. And this is independent of, you know, my purpose is to support my partner or my purpose is my kids. I really believe that those are actually conduits for purpose as opposed to actual purposes in and of themselves. And that's where I find so many people get trapped where they go, you know what, my purpose for the next 20 years are just my kids or it's just my job and then I'll explore it. I really believe that your kids are an opportunity for your purpose to shine but there's a difference between your kids being your purpose and simply being a conduit and an opportunity for it to exist in another iteration. And so that's where it comes really back to that permission piece, because if you haven't given yourself permission to explore it, it feels really selfish. It's really hard for a lot of people to go, what, what do you mean my kids aren't my purpose? Right? So we're talking about something that is totally unique to you on top of all these other outlets and conduits that you've got going in your life. I really appreciate the clarification because I'm sure that that comes up a lot where people are like, well, I already have it. I know what that is. And, and it's, it's about really digging deeper. And I love that you brought up the fact that so often a lot of us haven't even given ourselves the space to do it, that we out of obligation and all the other things that we're running around doing, like no one's ever just asked them, why don't you take a moment and really kind of think and make space for what that purpose is based on what you love, what lights you up, what you're best at getting clarity on that. I think that that is so great because so often, even in the wellness world, not only just purpose, but also just getting permission to just take care of you. I think sometimes it's something that people haven't been given. I feel like it's sort of spiritual self-care when you give yourself an opportunity to not just acknowledge what your purpose is, but, but create room for you to actualize it 
in your life. I just think it's so important to people's overall health and it doesn't absolve you of responsibility. Like I still run a company and I still have kids and I've still got, I've still got a whole ton of responsibility, but I have this whole other layer. And in fact, it makes me so much more efficient in the responsibility and things. I just sometimes just have to do stuff I don't want to do, but I'm really efficient at getting it done because I love acting on these other pieces. And I'm sure you have similar experiences as well. Yes, absolutely. There's a lot of things, you know, to push the purpose forward. Yeah, you know, there's probably things that we're going to do that we don't always love to do for sure. That's life. That is life. That is totally life. And in, it's under the bigger umbrella of reaching that goal or, or achieving what it is that you set yourself out and your soul out to, to create. Okay, so we've got some skill sets for or at least a starting place to begin for finding our purpose. And wow, what a, what a wonderful invitation to get to do so and to be anchored to that as we're cultivating healthy habits. I'd love to talk a little bit about basic health optimizing and what we can do to create some foundational habits around optimizing our health and well-being, how this ties into purpose, or is it that purpose is just driving these foundations once, once we know what it is? Well, I think there's a bit of both. I mean, listen, I think you and I were really fortunate that we were able to find our purpose at a point in life where it could fuel us through a really busy, hectic phase of life. Some people are, you know, 60 years old when they find their, find their purpose. And I, like, I still applaud them and I'm so excited because I think that, I think we all have the opportunity and all have the capacity to find it, but we don't get there. And so regardless of whether or not it is part of where you are at in your picture right now, there are certainly some foundational pieces that I really encourage my patients to make sure that they have a look at and that they are committed to doing every day. So sure, we like, we can talk about going to bed on time. We can talk about sleep and we can talk about eating healthy foods. And, and I feel like a lot of people have heard all of those pieces. With that said, I find sometimes the things that are easy or simple aren't always easy to do. And so a huge percentage of my population is like, do you have anything other than drinking water? I'm like, no problem. Happy to move on. Are you doing it? And they're like, oh. I've got a gym membership already, Megan, don't worry about it. And I'm like, but do you go? And they're like, oh, so I think sometimes we negate the simple and easy. And I think for a lot of us, we know what those things tend to be. Some of the things I think we often forget to do as adults. And these are things that I really encourage my patients to make sure they're having a look at every single day is play. So play is a huge part of it. I ask all my patients what they do for play. And then they look at me and they're like, what do you mean? And I say, play is that unstructured, unproductive time of your day. And then they look at me again, like, what are you talking about? And I find play really hard because unstructured and unproductive are two words that trigger me, but play is really important. And just, just, you know, goofing around and joking and laughing and, and, and pulling in that, that laughter or playing a board game or going and do something fun. These things are really critical and fundamental to health. And there's tons of research to support that. But I ask people about it because it's not something we often acknowledge as an adult. The other thing I'll talk about, and I was like rain or shine and I'm in Canada. So we get a lot of snow up here and it's cold, but I was like, you need to get outside every single day. There are literally pheromones and cytokines released by trees that change what happens in our nervous system and enables us to access the parasympathetic side of our nervous system. Or you could take a $60 supplement, but I prefer that people actually get out and they engage in nature. So nature and fun are two fundamental things that we look at every day. And then certainly routines around sleep. So we don't have to necessarily be perfect. And especially once we've been sleeping consistently for an extended period of time, you have a little bit more lax and leeway on that. But having really good nighttime and then morning routines are a really essential part of actually setting your adrenals. So when you're on that purpose marathon, it's really critical. And for a lot of my patients, again, we're working with entrepreneurs, we're working with people who are interested in like biohacking and metrics and devices, I have them all get an aura ring. 
and I'm wearing one right now, but you use that aura ring and it measures your heart rate variability. It measures your sleep. So we're actually getting data around how effectively you are recuperating. And I mentioned recovery before, but that recovery piece and honoring recovery as part of your daily routine, I find is one of those things that a lot of people aren't necessarily acknowledging, but is so critical to having big gains forward with respect to your health. So nature play and recovery are three areas that I think are fundamental to people in terms of being able to maximize their potential in terms of what their health can be. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's important too, because so often unconsciously, we don't realize that we're burning out or that we're stressed or in a perceived state of stress. And if we, there's, I'm so grateful that there are ways in which we can measure it to get more awareness around that. Yeah. Yeah. And I find too, you know, people, we can say to people, you should breathe or you should meditate every day. And they're like, okay. And again, it's one of those things where I feel like it's a level 10 maneuver. Like you really have to have been engaged in this, in this lifestyle for a long time before you're like, okay, I really want to do it. I see the benefit of that. But if I say to people, here's a device and we have a different device we use with people that measures heart rate variability for the first two weeks, I want you to just exist. And then we're going to look at that data together and see how stressed your system was. And then we overlie a breathing exercise in our office where they can continue to watch the data and they watch their whole nervous system start to come down. We've created an intrigue around these like nat- this natural capacity to make yourself healthier, like just, just leveraging breath or leveraging hydration. We can start to see data points change. That's super interesting for people. I'm actually a big fan of of different wearable technology and different different opportunities for us to objectively understand what goes on in our body a little bit more because I think we take it for granted. I absolutely 100% agree with that. I think we absolutely take it for granted. I love the simplicity of it because it really is about those daily those daily actions that we can take to recharge, to get re- get clarity on what's going on in our bodies and then being able to then show up for that purpose that we want to show up for. I think that's so incredible. I was trying to think about when it comes to that purpose, besides health, what are some of the other side benefits that we've seen when people are, are really grounded into their purpose? Is it, is it happiness? Is it mood? Is it stronger relationships? Yeah, I think it's all of the above. And I think all of those things are actually foundational. They are foundational to health, but we see that. So we see decreased rates of depression and anxiety when people are able to articulate that they have a sense of purpose in their life. I know for my patients that they certainly express that they are happier in what they are doing every day. Even the mundane things, you're like, oh, I actually understand why I'm doing There's a why behind some of the things that really just sort of suck the life force out of you, right? Like we can get into we get into a rut and we get into a routine and we get caught in like the repetitiveness of responsibility. And so it really does have a capacity to start to shift those pieces as well for people. But all of those other indices, like where we move away from like the hardcore metrics with respect to health, we see, we see really significant, uh, significant shifts. And some of the things that I think are just so cool are, are even with respect to dementia and Alzheimer's and some of these things that are, are really significant pulls on our on our healthcare system and on our society in general, like millions and millions and hundreds of millions of dollars go into supporting dementia and Alzheimer's every year. And we see massive shifts in terms of the number of individuals who are succumbing to both of these conditions and they're separate um, when they identify as having a sense of purpose in their life. Like it really is so critical in terms of that longevity piece, which is speaking to relationships and the whole ecosystem of our society, really. 
I love that. I think you're absolutely, we're beginning to see more and more research. We can see, yeah, absolutely. That there's cognitive decline when we don't lock into something bigger than ourselves, that it has an impact on our, our, our way that we heal our bodies or take care of our bodies. And then that has an impact on our cellular resilience as well. Totally. I always at this point, if I'm giving a talk, I show a picture of the queen and then I'll like, I'll show a picture of like other prominent politicians or actors or people who are, you know, Betty White would be an example. These people are like, I've got stuff going on. Like it, it totally changes that, that cellular structure. And this whole idea of, you know, what happens on the macro happens on the micro. And it's a concept called Euclidean geometry. And this is where what we see at the very smallest minute levels at the atomic level or cellular level, we tend to see on a bigger societal level in any kind of biological system. And that's exactly what we're seeing with, with purpose. When a society's got a big piece of purpose, we see tribes more successful, and then right down to a cellular level when an individual identifies as having a sense of purpose, we see it on a cellular level. So what at first appears to be this sort of airy-fairy concept actually is so deeply rooted in, in physics and biology that it's actually such a fascinating element to bring into clinical practice. Yes, absolutely. You're, you're so right. I mean, you can tell when people are driven by, by something bigger than themselves, that they're just, they're just continuing on to do that. Like you said, like the queen and, and people who are getting older, who have that resilience and are just kicking some serious butt in the process. For sure. We went over a little bit about how we even get started in finding our purpose. What are some of the resources that you have available for us? Where do we get a, how do we plug into what you've got going on? If this is an area, like if I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, you know, this is, this is an area that's come up for me a couple of times. I've never known what to do or how to do it. I've always kind of wanted some type of way to cue into this. Where would we go? Yeah, so we've created a little mini course on how to get started with respect to finding a purpose. It starts by how do we start to block out time so that you can actually do it. I always I always say to my team, it's like our time making course because it's really like how do we how do we really start to reprioritize and shift how we think about things. So we'll just make that available to uh, to all of your listeners, and they can certainly get started with that piece. It really starts with a fundamental shift around how we look at time. So traditionally, we've societally had this this setup with respect to our reward around time where we work really hard and we'll dangle this carrot of vacation at the end of a whole long period. And we're like crawling over the line by the time we get there, which is not really conducive to finding purpose. And so when we talk about the anthropology time system and we, and we talk about how we start to create time, Creating time really means creating energy. When people are like, I don't have enough time, usually what that means to me clinically is you don't have enough energy. And so what we do is we flip this backwards. So we can sure we can still dangle the the carrot of a vacation or a break for you at the end of a long stretch. But I actually really love to encourage people and we teach them how to do this. We actually build we build the vacation in so that happens before you engage in that period. Because the difference between being an entrepreneur or getting paid on like a trading time for money type model or going into work and having to report and doing all of these things is that an entrepreneur is paid based on their results. And so it doesn't matter if they get it done in a day or they get it done in a month, they have to produce that result. And when we start to, again, apply this to a broader system, what we see is there's tremendous success and a capacity for those individuals to achieve results when we actually restore them cellularly and physically and psychically and all the things before they engage in that stretch. So we teach people how to do that. How do we actually flip all of our presuppositions around how we manage our time on our head so that we are time-wise and physiologically set up to start to explore this idea. Hmm. 
I love it. I love it. And I, we get to share it here and it's going to also be inside of the show notes, you guys, Megan, honey, where else can we find you? You've got other things going on, girl. Where can we plug in? I've got stuff going on. I love to hang out on Instagram. So that's a really good place to find me. Um, my handle is just Dr. Dr. Megan Walker. And uh, for clinicians, they can get linked up with some of our groups there. And for those people who are looking for purpose, we've got some groups and other things and, and all of it's linked off my Instagram. That's where I like to hang out and chat and do purposeful things. Perfect. Oh, love it. Well, Instagram is definitely my place to hang out as well. Thank you so much, honey, for coming on and sharing your wisdom and just opening the door for possibility. And so I love so much about this conversation is you really did just wide open the possibility for us to create something so much bigger than ourselves. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks so much for coming on. See you soon, honey. Bye. Now that Megan has shared her insight on finding purpose and its deep connection to wanting to stay healthy, did you take a moment and think about your purpose? If you want to dive deeper into this inner discovery, I want to invite you to further explore with Megan and grab her amazing masterclass that she's created for you. This mini masterclass will assist you in creating space for your pursuit of purpose by identifying the four characteristics of your innate, unique abilities. Because yes, we all have superpowers and we all have innate, unique abilities that we can tap into and just conquer the world with. So if you want to go and grab that masterclass, I'll have the link to the free class in my show notes for episode 141. I know you're going to love it as much as I do. I just want to say thank you so much for stopping by and listening in to the Essentially You podcast. Our next episode dives into more hormonal imbalance and looks at how to overcome weight gain, exhaustion, hair loss, and acne when dealing with PCOS and menstrual cycle irregularities. I'm bringing on Dr. Fiona to break this down for us, and I know you are going to love this interview as much as I do. Until then, have a purpose-driven week. Talk to you soon. Bye.